0: This podcast is presented in partnership with Rewatchable Media, home to several great podcasts and YouTube channels covering TV shows, movies, and culture. Find out more on Rewatchable.media. Hi there. Hi there, Shane. Hi there, Michael. Um, This is uh, Dad Pods, the unofficial MCU podcast. We're still here. Yeah, we are still here and we are unofficially talking about the MCU.
1: As one does.
0: Are we officially talking about the MCU in an unofficial capacity? Or are we just unofficially talking about the MCU?
1: I think we're the official ambassadors for the unofficial talk on the
0: MCU. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do, do we have anything to sort of banter about beforehand? I will tell you as we as we as we record this. Uh, I, I found it funny you and I are both sports sports fans um, immediately after like playing about five minutes of a game, Anthony Davis went back to the locker room. oh I feel there should be a, I feel there should be like a just a like that is like a standard thing that happens every third game that Anthony Davis goes back to the locker room
1: yeah you know I haven't been as on top of the NBA you know we're the, kind of the midst of the season we haven't passed the trading deadline yet mm-hmm. I, I did watch some football which is quite entertaining yeah uh, this, this past weekend most people agree
0: yes the, the football this past weekend uh it was uh the divisional round i guess the the, the bills chiefs game was basically a, an orgy of fun
1: yeah uh touchdowns turns out touchdowns are fun yes uh we don't know about this because our respective franchises are a little touchdown deficient i'm going to say
0: yeah now you have had so much success in your lifetime, as oh yeah! Sports as a sports fan, particularly in football, because you're a New England, New England Patriots fan. So you you also root for the Empire in Star Wars,
1: oh, all the time, uh,
0: uh, that kind of thing. But uh, I am a Miami Dolphin fan. Mm. Um, our my biggest sort of success in my lifetime was probably the Ace Ventura movie.
1: Oh, uh, that's a good movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the fact that. The, the one Super Bowl that Dan Marino went to in that universe, we only lost by a field goal. That was, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that, that made my football life better. Like, you know, nobody lives in the past the way that the Miami Dolphins do. Like, they celebrate the, the undefeated, Dolphins. the undefeated, the 72 Dolphins, the undefeated season. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I'm an old man, but that happened before I was born. Mm. So, uh, um, nobody celebrates that you know, old stuff like like the Miami Dolphins, but we digress.
1: We do digress.
0: We do digress. So uh, MCU, yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. These are notes. Um, the internet was a Twitter, hey, unintended, uh, this week. Um, there have been these rumors that they're, uh, you know, we recently in recent weeks. Spoiler alert. Okay, if you haven't seen. The spider-man movie and the podcast that we talked about with the spider-man movie mm. you know that daredevil's in it yep okay paid played by charlie cox so presumably that that particular character is pulled from the the netflix show yep. um the end of the hawkeye show which we haven't really talked about maybe we should yeah eventually um we get our kingpin right mm-hmm. vincent d'onofrio who's perfect is that yeah. character uh, there's been talk, there's been actually some rumors about some recastings of some of those characters. Hmm. Um, and just to refresh everybody, the, the characters that kind of came up in the, in those Netflix shows, we had daredevil, we had the punisher, we had Jessica Jones, we had Luke Cage and we had iron fist.
1: No, we didn't. That didn't exist.
0: The iron fist did not exist.
1: That didn't happen. Technically,
0: technically it did. Hmm. We did get our white privileged guy that becomes an Asian superhero. Weirdly. Hmm. Weird. So basically, you know, fans like to pick and choose and as, as is the right, uh, they don't want to recast Jessica Jones. Kristen Ritter was was great as that, that character. Was, that series is great. And they certainly don't want to recast uh, The Punisher either. Uh, John Berth, Berthal? Bernthal? I can't remember how much his last name is pronounced, but um, he was also very good as that character. Uh, we are on record suggesting that the MCU will probably not have uh, the Punisher in it, right? Or yeah. if he's, or if they do, he's going to be drastically different.
1: Yeah, they're already changing him in the comics. Mm-hmm. I, this is this is a rather problematic character nowadays.
0: Yeah, he is basically a mass shooter. That's yeah. a hero. Probably don't want to, you know. Just like we we don't like to uh, talk about all the, you know anti vaxxers that get their, you know, platform and talk about how they're being silenced. Yes. With their huge platform, where they yes. reach millions and millions of people, we're not talking about those bleepers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, probably shouldn't. You know, make the Punisher a superhero. Yeah, maybe. So. I maybe you re- reimagine him in, uh, as a villain. Mm. You know, he starts maybe, off
1: that way, right?
0: He starts off that kind of way, and maybe you just keep him as a villain. That that could work. You know, make him a, a, you could make him a slightly sympathetic villain.
1: You could but. do that. You could also just ignore him. There's so many characters. Marvel's yes. proven this. I think I, I'm going to actually take a, from, from a overall character development standpoint, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie was so important mm-hmm. in that it was wildly popular, a hit, and it Thoroughly put to rest the notion that you have to take only existing popular characters and adapt them.
0: Not only that, that particular movie, like, they took a couple of Guardians of the Galaxy and were were just like, eh, we don't need that one.
1: Yeah, they picked and choose. (laughs) That should put to rest this entire notion that -hmm. you have to pick characters that were popular in the comics, which is a strange notion that I still see existing from time to time, like uh, on the Twitterverse, they're like, "Oh, well, they can't do this because because blah 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 with the character." Like, I don't think you have to do that.
0: No, um, there's lots of there's lots of cases where you can kind of point that. Like, they took a wh- they took a while to get to you know some of the popular characters, and they'll probably get to the Punisher at some point. You know, years I, and years and years. Maybe the I, I'm not maybe. even
1: sure if they will. Uh, like, I really but my my I'm guess, guess sure. is it'll be
0: yeah. my guess is it'll be very different. Than the way we think about the character is a guy who's got a machine gun or a rifle or grenades and is killing a bunch of criminals. Yeah, it's not going to be that. Yeah. So, prove me wrong. (laughs) Come on, Marvel. Yeah. Come at me. So, so yeah, so um, they don't want to recast Jessica Jones. I wouldn't want to recast Jessica Jones either. Uh, Kristen Ritter was terrific in that show. Yep. Uh, People should go and watch that one. Um, but anyway, and she's a very flawed superhero as well. Oh, Um,
1: totally. Yeah. There's, there's certainly things in there that are dark. Uh, Mm Um, I'll just say based on current events, that's, uh, Mm -hmm. probably just not, not a direction we're going to go.
0: Um, you know, but I think they could pull elements from that sort of storyline too, just in terms of, you know, she's a hero that fits pretty well in the Me Too age. True. You know, she is a uh, sexual assault victim. So, yep. you know, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Very difficult to tell in a PG 13 setting, but yes.
0: That's fair. That's fair. But, you know, they're apparently going to be doing a Deadpool. Hmm. So, do they. You know, all these people that get out there and are like, oh, Deadpool has to be rated R. It's like, have you actually read a Deadpool comic? Yeah. The language is bl- bluttered out with you know, every curse word, and there's lots of them, every curse word just has the, you know, ampersand, asterisk, exclamation point, pound sign, right. all that stuff, where it's not actually, he doesn't say, you know, bleep.
1: Yeah, the, the comics are, while certainly violent, it, yeah. none of this, uh, I don't understand why it has to be a TV MA, if you will
0: yeah like the whole sort of language stuff on it you could do and this would be funny if they did this um you and I are both big uh, Parks and Rec fans Parks and Rec threw f-bombs all over the place but they just bleeped it out
1: right
0: with just with just a beep that would be funny to do in a like a Deadpool movie or or an MCU movie that that wanted to be a little more quote unquote risque right where you could just have Deadpool be beep, 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 beep you know. It, yeah, that it is funny, funny.
1: That, that people think that actually hearing it is the humor. Yeah. When, when in fact, like the, the humor is that the character is reacting enough to, to mm-hmm. utter a, a curse word.
0: Mm-hmm. Which
1: yeah. just shows me yet again that people don't actually get what, what makes things funny.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and I, and I like the two Deadpool movies. Yeah, they're good. That they did. Um, but I didn't, it wasn't because they were R rated.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. They're funny because, you know because they're written funny and yeah. funny things happen.
0: Yeah, and 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 Ryan Reynolds is uh, Canadians Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. except without the crazy. He's actually a good a good dude. But I, I just that, meant that in is terms of, I just meant in terms of like you know, he, he, they're he, he's the superhero from Canada.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Are All we right, ready? All right.
0: So what are we talking about tonight?
1: Well, today we have a treat we have captain america number 2 the winter soldier i don't okay. think there's a 2 in there anywhere it's probably just no, captain no, america no no, the no they soldier.
0: stopped doing twos i think the only ones that are, do twos are iron man 2 yeah. and i think it's thor 2 the dark world i think right
1: oddly enough so iron man iron man 1 iron well it doesn't have a 1 iron man iron man 2 iron man 3 no colon mhm Everything else: colons. Colons Yeah, it has
0: like storylines that they talk about with things. Yeah, it's weird. Mm -hmm.
1: Maybe that's why the Iron Man sequels don't hold up. They should have had a colon. They would have been fine.
0: Yeah, if you say Iron Man two colon, for some reason Mickey Mickey Rourke's in this movie. (laughs) I nail that joke better if I can say Mickey Rourke.
1: Yeah, which is a
0: good which is a bad sign right before I do my recap.
1: All right, are we? Are you ready?
0: No, but let's go.
1: Three, two, one. Go.
0: Captain America meets Sam Wilson before being whisked away by Black Widow on a secret shield mission. While Captain America saves hostages, Black Widow has more spy stuff to do. Cap is distrustful and takes his concern in Nick Fury. Fury shows him the huge helicarrier planned as Project InSight. Fury is worried about a security leak given what is recovered by Black Widow. He presents his concerns to Alexander Pierce, head of the World Security Council. Fury is attacked by a group of trained soldiers on the road, including a scary dude and a mask and a metal arm, the Winter Soldier. He escapes and confides in Caps with Intel before he is shot and presumably killed. Back at S.H.I.E.L.D., C.A.P. is attacked by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and barely escapes. S.H.I.E.L.D. is pursuing C.A.P. C.A.P. flees with the help of Black Widow, and they learn that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been infiltrated by HYDRA and that Project Insight is a program designed to kill millions of people around the globe in order for HYDRA to take over the world. Through many stunning action sequences, Cap learns that the Winter Soldier is his old pal Bucky, and that Fury is alive. And with the help of Black Widow, Mary, Maria Hill and Falcon, they take down Project Insight and expose the secrets of Shield and Hydra. I still stuttered and I got like eight seconds late. Ugh.
1: That's alright. It's a tough one. One of these
0: days one of these days and you know, and I didn't even screw up on, you know, the words like infiltrated. I got that one okay. Yeah. I just can't say, you know, concerns.
1: Well, I I think the highlight here is that this is a very dense movie.
0: This is a dense movie. Both Captain America movies that we've done back-to-back now have been very dense movies.
1: True. Yeah, this one especially... Plot heavy. Plot heavy. The spy setting really does it. Mm -hmm. As we've proven with our coverage of Mission Impossible, uh, which was a two-parter.
0: Which two-parter, we spent about three hours talking about a -a two-and-a-half-hour movie. So...
1: Right. A Think good, about that. Yeah, a good spy movie has a lot of these kinds of points. You didn't even mention Sharon Carter.
0: I didn't mention Sharon Carter. I didn't mention uh, Peggy Carter. There's a right. good hospital scene in that. Um right. That
1: shows how much plot is in this movie.
0: Yeah, I didn't mention, you know, the creation of Crossbones. In my recap, I didn't mention the elevator scene, though we're going to talk about that scene.
1: We will talk about that scene.
0: Um. Yeah, there's lots of things I didn't mention about this. Well, you ready? Let's
1: let's start mentioning some. Let's let's just
0: start mentioning stuff.
1: Dadservations.
0: Dadservations. This is our first entry of the Russo brothers Mm. into the MCU. Uh, They directed this film. Uh, They go on to direct Civil War, which we talked about last week. Infinity War, which we talked about a couple months ago. And uh, Endgame, which we have yet to talk about.
1: Mm.
0: So uh, these are kind of important uh, movies uh, for the the MCU. (laughs)
1: They sure are. Russo brothers... uh could be the MVP for directors in the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think that's fairly easy to say, right?
0: Oh yeah, they directed the most important movies of the, of the yeah. entire cinematic universe.
1: Right, uh, and the Russo brothers themselves are covered in that Marvel very giant coffee table book that I, that I have. Mm-hmm. This is an important piece of time because around then TV is regarded as prestigious as film. So there were times yeah. before where you would not look for TV to get your directors. Right. The Russo brothers were famous for Arrested Development, but immediately before, and this is the show that actually caught Feige's eye, was Community, one of my favorite TV shows. And we did have uh, the most famous community podcaster, Alex, from Six Seasons of the Podcast, on this very podcast.
0: Yeah, go back and listen to that. That's a, um, I don't remember what happened in it, but we did talk to Alex. (laughs) We talked about youth soccer. We talked about youth soccer. So important stuff. Yes. Um, It is, so, I mean, I agree with you. So, you know, pulling... Directors from from uh, TV is something giving that giving guys that did Arrested Development and Community giving them a Captain America movie was certainly a uh, a risk.
1: It sure was. So it paid off certainly. It, it, it's it certainly paid off. So certainly, you know, this is for the layperson. That's not where I would have gone. Somehow, the crew at Marvel Studios were able to understand the talent, understand what they were doing, to see how oh you know what. You know who could do this? These guys.
0: Yeah, because I mean, those are both comedy shows with a very particular kind of comedy, like a very, uh, you know, um, a modern sort of sense, like a post office sort of um, thinking about sort of uh, of comedy. This is not. I mean, this is not a funny movie. No, in <laughs> no way. Yeah, I mean, there are a couple of moments where you're just where you can kind of go, "Oh, that's funny," you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and mostly just because the cast is super talented. So you know Chris Evans can get you with a little bit of a, a joke. Sam Jackson, same kind of thing. Just like little subtle things and quickness about how they can deliver dialogue. But there's no there's no jokes in this film. Like yeah. I don't. I, I can't re- even remember sort of a like a joke in this film.
1: Yeah, I, I think. It feels like a spy movie throughout, yeah. which typically don't have a lot of jokes, right? There's yeah. funny moments. There might be a little a little bit here and there. But it, too many jokes would take you out of the, the genre. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. And I think um, they established in the first Captain America movie a mood for the character, right? Like a, a, a tone that you're going to have. He is genuine. He is sincere. But he's also, he's a grave dude. You know, he is somebody that takes everything seriously. Mm-hmm. He's not somebody that's just gonna blow something off. He is not somebody who's sarcastic, right? In any way, shape, or form. We were talking earlier on here about, you know, our preteen. You you have a teen now. Mm-hmm. Our preteen mm-hmm. and teen sarcasm that we deal with every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is that's not uh, Chris Evans as Captain America.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I I wonder if we would have been able to introduce Captain America in the '90s, when every character had to be sarcastic and like the the nihilism was pretty big Mm -hmm. on screen, and there wasn't a thought that you could have like a genuine character. But what makes Captain America great in the MCU is decides this the moral the standards that he holds up to is what makes him, and he he sticks to them.
0: Yeah, he even tells. I think there's even a line in this film where he's talking to. uh talking to black widow and he says uh you know to tell you to tell you the truth and i, and I don't lie yeah <laughs> it's great uh, so uh yeah but uh so you and i have talked about this for years and years and years uh with the back and forth in this movie because we've we have both had this movie up near the top of our mcu list mm-hmm. um you know i think prior to Prior to uh, Black Panther, and I mean, if you guys do the math, the, the two movies that we haven't talked about, prior to those two movies, this was the top of our list. This is the the MCU sort of doing its sort of genre bending, right? Um, in the past, we've talked about, you know, you mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit earlier. It's kind of an action comedy, not really a superhero movie. Uh, Spider-Man, the first movie particularly, is a teen kind of comedy uh in the vein of like something like Ferris Bueller um this is a spy movie it's it could just as easily have been you know Bond 37 or you know Mission Impossible 14 um even with you know Tom Cruise jumping from helicopter to helicopter, I'm pretty sure Ethan Hunt can do that so this is a great movie um I also think that this is an important movie uh, because kind of the movies that come out around this movie are kind of crappy
1: Yeah I remember that
0: Yeah there was a little bit of a lull post Avengers right you have Avengers is such a big movie and then you've got Iron Man 3 uh 4 2 ooh, mm-hmm. Ouch uh, You know and right after this one I mean this was great but right after this one, you've got Age of Ultron, which is you know maybe better than those two movies I just mentioned, but not by a whole heck of a lot. Mm-mm. And you know this one at least was the sort of the shining star of Marvel Phase Two.
1: Yeah, this is the movie you can look to and say that like no, there's still good movies there. You keep you keep the faith. If they had had four subpar movies, and I'm some of these are like a little below subpar. To be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, like Thor Two is uh,
0: No, Thor Two is a bad movie. Yes. Yeah, Thor Two so. is a bad movie, Iron Man Two is a bad movie. Um I- Iron, Iron Man, Man Three th- maybe is redeemed because of some of the stuff that's happened since, but not very much. Not by a whole um, lot. And then Age of Ultron is very, very flawed. Yeah. And I'm not sure that even the WandaVision stuff saves it, though it probably elevates it a tad.
1: Yeah, Age of Ultron is like now you watch it and you fast forward to those parts. Just to see it. (laughs) But it doesn't mean that it's a good movie.
0: No. But this is a good
1: movie. This is a legitimate good movie. You can show this to a lot of different people just without any context, and they'll just like it because it's good. You don't
0: need to have seen the first Captain America movie.
1: You don't need to like superheroes.
0: You don't need to. No. There's very... I mean, we can talk about that. Actually, there's very little... Even at the action stuff, very little of it is just like totally like, oh, you need to be a superhero to do that.
1: All you need to basically know is that Captain America is stronger than an average human, and that's kind of all he really does.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, probably the most, you know, super heroic thing that he does, like superhuman thing that he does is uh, in the first scene when he keeps running around uh, Falcon and passing him. Mm. That was...
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, and there is a little bit of the humor there. He does that. At one point, he hits that bus. Like there's fighting. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets to fight against a guy with a bionic arm. So clearly which that is, looks, which is cool. Which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Again, you could almost see that in a Mission Impossible movie. Like it's like, oh robot arm. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. That's like within our somewhat within our realm of possibility. Yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of that, so uh, this is so the first Captain America movie was a really, really old storyline. Mm-hmm. Like they've been telling that the Captain America gets frozen in ice and uh you know was in world war ii they've been telling that story forever like really really decades decades old um the winter soldier story even though it includes bucky who is a classic silver age comic character right um that didn't come into existence until at like around 2004 in the comics uh so the winter soldier sort of storyline um so that's that's kind of interesting that it sort of it pulls in and as it does in sort of this storyline too that particular storyline in the comics does lead into the uh, the the civil war sort of storyline with Captain America ah, just from timelines
1: yeah yeah so exactly. they really did. What's interesting is if, if you're a person that only watched the Captain America movies you skip the rest of the MCU then yeah you get such a weird snapshot in time and feel mm-hmm. across all three
0: yeah because it really does flow because Civil war does kind of flow out of this one right um, there's it doesn't have a lot of the it doesn't Civil war I mean it mentions Sokovia and we know that there's a big disaster and you know there's these flying characters now yes. so you're like wow okay but <laughs> you don't really need uh to to watch any of the other movies I love the relationship between Captain America and Falcon yep uh there's just almost an immediate respect between the two it's almost just like hey you kind of feel the same way about the world that I do yeah and that's that's and there was a you know there's a real connection point between them about their military service and them struggling to sort of. Come back into the world, and that was such a smart way to sort of build up that character relationship.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's obviously important, and what leads into the, the TV show Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier, right? Because the people connected to Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. This uh, what's really wild is you've made this connection with these two characters, and it starts at the beginning of the movie. So unlike the relationship in Captain America, one with Bucky and Cap, like you, you assume they've been childhood friends, right? This one, you see the start of that relationship.
0: Yeah, and it's such a it's such an important connection point in our this generation of of post military folks because there are so I mean we were just at war for twenty years, yep, you know basically perpetual war, so there are so many people that have come out of the military that have had military service that have had wartime service where they're actually, co- you know, combat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's such a connection point when, you know, you're talking about different generations of, of, of folks, but they're, but they have that idea, like they, they bond over, you know, you're having trouble sleeping in your bed. It's too soft. Right. Right. Yeah. You're used to yeah. sleeping on the ground. And that's just, that's such a powerful sort of connection point. Um, thinking about how our military has been used over the last couple of decades and how it continues to get used even with the MCU, where we don't know if, you know, characters are in Iraq or Afghanistan or, or what, but they're they're doing, they're doing the, the work of the United States military.
1: Yeah, I, I really do like that they have the Falcons, the Falcon scenes where he is doing the group therapy, he's leading those sessions. Yes. And I think this is a sign of like a modern movie. There's times before where you just would never see that aspect where a superhero kind of fighting action movie more like rambo although the first rambo definitely does deal with trauma sure uh,
0: the whole rambo character is, is is a suicidal crazy man yeah
1: yeah until you get to three where they sort of forget about that sure anyhow but like yeah there,
0: there's a period of time
1: where we went away from the idea of like trauma and went into like oh you know what would be cool is if he kills a bunch of people uh, yep. so now now we're getting to a little bit of a measured thing of like there's action in there which is a spectacle to watch, but they also mm-hmm. have these connections to like. Well, what does this mean? What does it mean for actual people? How would people really react?
0: Yeah, no, and I think you know. Think about when we, when we should come back to this in a in a few weeks when we talk about Endgame. But um, you know, there's a there's a famous scene in Endgame where where Captain America is running his own sort of tr- group trauma mm-hmm. group therapy kind of group, and you clearly get that sort of um, he is he is he's taking up Falcon's job, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was clearly influenced. Yeah. 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 So. It's a callback. That, yeah. And that's what's great. Like these, these movies, again, we watch them because of the spectacle, but there have to be these human ties to make it feel real. And I, I think, you know, it's one of those things like people say like, oh, I just oh, I just want to see giant superheroes fighting. And it's like, yeah, you can get that, but why not both? Why yeah. not have both? Why not have your action and have, witty dialogue. So, yeah. you know, it always comes up like, oh, well, who cares? I just wanted to see Transformers. I want to see giant robots fighting. Like, well, why not demand Die Hard? Why not demand action and, you know, witty writing and characters that you actually care about in a really short period of time, which is really hard to do, yeah. and get it all at once. And so you get yeah. that with this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, you know, your your point about uh, human connection, I think, is the, is the right one. And you know, you could make the argument that this out-of-time, super soldiered, superhuman dude is the most human of the MCU characters.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: He certainly shows his humanity as as much as anybody.
1: Yeah, Um, and it's great. (laughs) That's one of the many reasons why this movie is so great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, so we've got this great bromance between between Falcon and uh, Cap, and you know, they they do build this sort of thing up that there's this sort of romantic triangle, right? Because Bucky is sort of thrust into this. And in this film, you really just get the sense of, you know, Falcon is just like, you know, maybe this is not the guy that you reach out to and help. He might just be the guy you stop. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Captain America, because he is who he is, is unable really to give up on anybody. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and I like that, like... This is kind of the point of a lot of these superhero stories. Like each character represents a certain ideal. And one of Captain America's ideals is he doesn't give up on people.
0: Right. He doesn't give up on anything.
1: He doesn't give up on anything. He knows that Bucky is not at fault here. So he's not going to give up on him. Right. Right. He's going to put in the work.
0: Uh Yeah. He is, uh, you know, not only a a just tremendous sort of comic book character and and certainly. movie character. I would argue he's actually better in the movies than he is in the comics, but uh, i got 100% agree with that, considering there's yeah. been some really bad comics. Yeah, there's been, a, I mean, Captain America has a long history in the comics, uh, and it's one of those that, you know, he started back in the you know 30s and 40s, or 40s, and, you know, there, it, it wasn't always owned by Marvel Comics, it was sort of, it's, it was independent for a while, and then it was mm-hmm. purchased by mm-hmm. Marvel, and they sort of retrofit it to sort of fit into the mc to the marvel comics universe but it's 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 got some it's got some weird stuff and some problematic stuff um going back but uh i I, the purity of chris evans's version of this is 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 near perfect
1: Mm -hmm. no he's definitely a good actor the way that he portrays this himself in this movie there so let's let's go through it we saw in the first Captain America movie, Captain America believes in certain ideals. He mm-hmm. then en- enlists in the army. He breaks rules to enlist right. in the army to fight for something that he believes in. But he's mm-hmm. trying to join his government and fight with this government agency. Sure. In this movie, he's now, even after having gone through everything in Avengers, where he's associated with S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's like presumably the the symbol of shield like in a lot of clear, ways yeah in so many ways he understands See,
0: hey hey you even know he carries a shield right
1: he ca- hey <laughs> <laughs> but he again shows that he has to reject the organization around them to stick to those ideals because that's the thing that's important not the or he's not for your organization he's for what's right
0: mm-hmm. yeah and uh i mean perfectly well said Perfectly
1: well said. Um, here's to you chris evans <laughs> thank you so yeah. much how did you get past also, being johnny flame i don't understand like
0: <laughs> it's it's unclear yeah um and uh johnny storm by the way johnny storm yeah plus he's just beautiful
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. can do whatever you want <laughs> boston <laughs> zone chris
0: evans <laughs> we tip um, our cap just, just, and and I think I've mentioned this before, but any of the like the scenes where he's in like the tight, the extra schmedium shirt, yeah, um, those are done in the early part of shooting mm-hmm. because he gets super bulked up to be Captain America, and then he wears the suit for a couple of days and he loses like twenty pounds <laughs> <laughs> because it's because it's so sweaty and he just like loses all of his muscle mass, so. <laughs>
1: Well, it's um, a, it's a, it's a sacrifice well worth it. Cause this is a great, it's movie. well worth
0: it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Black Widow. Yeah. I think her best MCU moments are in these two Captain America sequels.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: as a oh, character. Boy. Um, and that's, and that's counting the fact that she got her standalone movie, but and I think, you know, some of the side characters sort of steal that movie from her. Yeah. Um, you know, the Elena and certainly, uh, uh, the Red Guardian. Yeah. <laughs> but which were which from a humorous standpoint, right? But uh, she is so good in this film. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson's great. Uh, the character is written perfectly well. It was the first time where they sort of they weren't just gonna introduce like a character in a in a standalone film. They were gonna have, oh, we're gonna have another Avenger in this standalone MCU movie, and she's gonna kinda share the screen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's totally great. Again, it helps that this is a spy movie, and you you have the spy, you kind of need the spy. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you got so you have the two best spies. Uh, Nick Fury, kind of similar point. Right. Nick Fury, this is his best movie.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, well played. The action is great, uh, and again, because they keep everything a little bit down on the ground. No, f- well, there is flying around. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll say there's no Iron Man level flying around.
0: Right. Yeah, Falcon is almost Iron Man with a little uh, He's pretty good. Uh, guy with a jetpack. I don't know. Guy with a jetpack, sure. yeah, And wings. Um, you, you and I are both old.
1: Yes, true.
0: Um, Robert Redford is in this movie.
1: <laughs> he sure is.
0: And he's awesome in this movie.
1: He's totally awesome. And then I remember at the time, them getting him was a big deal.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, I will say, certainly the MCU is established. But by the time when they're casting and making this movie, MCU is still a little risky. Sure. To, the get of M, of Robert Redford, they needed to do that for this role to add. It has to to give this it movie, some gravitas. You know? It needs this gravitas to work, right? And mm-hmm. it totally does. They they did a great job. Oh, and then by the way, they bring him back again for Endy, which is awesome.
0: Right. Right. Um I was going to say is this one of his last roles because I think he's basically said that he's kind of retired. It's no. He's had ton of stuff since hmm. this movie. But uh oh. Robert Redford, one of my favorite actors of all time. Yep. Um you know, if kids out there, if anybody's listening, if our kids listen, uh I've tried to get my kid to watch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Okay. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, he was also he so not only was he in All the Presidents Men, mm-hmm. but he like he is sort of one of the people that was like instrumental in them in investigating the Watergate break in because right. he was like he was he was like he would like chat with you know because he, he was so politically active in the 60s and 70s and mm-hmm. so yeah, so he's a he's an American icon. Robert Redford, amazing. Yes. That's all I have to say.
1: So so kids out there... And he plays the villain.
0: He plays the bad guy, you know, against America, right?
1: Yeah, he has to. Like, you have to have him playing that role to make this all work.
0: Right. Right. Because he has a... I mean, certainly he's been, uh, you know, counterculture, and he was always thought of as, you know, he's a liberal. uh, Mm -hmm. um, But he was always, like, American, right? He is... He was... He's played... I'm sure he's played... He played the... Well, he played the Manchurian Candidate, which is maybe not the nice best one. But he was an all presence man. Yes. He, was, he was the natural. He played like a baseball, the baseball movie, right?
1: Yeah. No, uh, that's yes. probably – is
0: that the best baseball movie? Can we say that now? Uh, no. Boulder oh. is the best
1: baseball movie. Oh, okay. well,
0: okay. The natural is really good. The natural is very good. I love the natural. Yeah. Um, I don't watch baseball anymore, but I will watch any baseball.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Baseball only exists <laughs> for the memes. For the drama and the movies, <laughs> and the movies, so there you and go. And
0: it's kind of perfect for that. Same yeah. thing with back. I haven't watched a boxing match in, in probably twenty years. But, but give me a boxing movie.
1: Oh, I so, love I'm those. Watch
0: the hell about that. The best. Um. So yeah, uh, we get Sebastian Stan gets a lot more to do in this mm-hmm. sequel, obviously because he is the uh, he is the the Winter Soldier. Yeah, and. uh, you know, in the, the Winter Soldier storyline in the comics, he started, kind of starts out as the same thing. He's an assassin. Yep. Uh, he, uh, I think he's a slightly less emo in, uh, in, the, in the comics. <laughs> got to get the long hair now. <laughs> he's got the long hair and the mask and he looks, um, I will say, you know, after two years in the pandemic, his mask is like perfect. I, f- I feel <laughs> like I felt a lot more comfortable with him on screen. Yeah. You... <laughs> he's the <laughs> only one doing it. <laughs> yeah. feel like more people should be he he was very conscientious yeah um but uh the the storyline is is in you know at the end of uh he's he's an assassin captain america stops him he starts reforming uh captain america is killed at the end of uh the civil war storyline and bucky takes up the shield bucky becomes captain america for a couple years until Captain America is revived somehow, for comics reasons.
1: Comics reasons, I think Bucky dies too, but then comes back. Too, I, uh, maybe, say. I, don't I don't know. know. The comic. They, they die all the time in comics. Yeah. But...
0: No, no deaths happen. like stay dead. Nobody stays dead. Not in the comics. No, except for Uncle Ben.
1: Yeah, he's dead.
0: That, that bleeper is always dead. Uh, Batman's parents, always dead.
1: Yeah, they should never come back.
0: Oh, unless we're talking about Flashpoint. Whatever. All right, um, <laughs> that movie's coming out. We might have to talk that about that movie. It. I don't know. We might have to, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I still. I, I. You haven't sat through all of Justice League, all four hours of it yet. I'm still doing a it. People, a lot of people love. A lot of people love the Snyderverse version version of this movie. Yes. I have post traumatic stress disorder over it. I, I think um, maybe we should have a discussion once you finally get through all four hours of it. But
1: all right, we're we're taking a total pause here. I am still watch. I literally am still watching. It. In fact, I think I watched an episode maybe one week ago. And I call it an episode because I watch it in like twenty minute chunks because uh-huh. I'm pretending that it's like an eight episode series, and sure. I'm just sort of watching it when I feel like it, which is, mm-hmm. you know, rarely. But I mean, one and of I'm those reading.
0: episodes has to be the 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 one that the scene where, uh, Aquaman walks out onto a pier to the Nick Cave song. I, I saw that episode. Yeah. It's, a, it's like an eight-minute montage of him just walking out to the pier. I yeah, that episode,
1: that wasn't the best episode
0: that I saw of the <laughs> Justice League TV show that I've been watching. Yeah. The, uh, now, you know, okay, Joss Whedon's a twit. Yes. And a jerk. Yes. And yeah. awful. And his version of Justice League is also terrible. It's super bad. It's super bad. This, this one is not good either. It might be better. It's but better. I think the only the only thing that we can say definitively uh-huh. is that it is longer. <laughs> I can prove to you that it is longer. I can prove to you that it's longer. <laughs> yes, I'm not yes. sure that it's better. It has it's got more parts. <laughs> it certainly So does. if you say that that's it's got like more scenes. So if you say okay, you know, we see more stuff, fine. It's it's better from that standpoint, but I don't know that it's it's still incoherent.
1: Yes, I still don't yeah.
0: know what the bad guy is.
1: No, I have no idea. He's got like, spikes on or, him or it, or or what
0: doesn't... his like motivation is. Yeah, maybe now we've
1: totally taken a diversion from the diversion. MCU to to talk about the DC universe.
0: Well, we're gonna stop right here. We're just gonna go back, and this is a really good movie, The Winter Soldier.
1: All right, yeah, let's let's talk about the good movie, All right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is the I think the first moment where we get to see really Evans he kind of took the reins of the sort of heart and soul of the, the MCU mm-hmm. that to this point had been largely carried by Robert Downey Jr.
1: Yeah. Um, 100%. For me, it's, it's what I've been talking about where Captain America is holding true to his ideals over the institutions. That's, yeah. that's the theme going throughout here.
0: Right. Right. And, and the parallel of, of, Evans being the sort of the face of the, the MCU going forward. It's still, it's still largely, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is in a lot of stuff, and he made tons of money and everything, but um, Evans was kind of the, the heart and soul. I think he's got the best Q rating of anybody you know, yeah. in these days.
1: No, totally. I think, so when we talk about stories, oftentimes most movies and most character arcs go through like this is what the character changes and certainly captain america has some character changes over time he that's why he retires at the end spoiler yeah. at Endgame, he decides he's allowed to take time for himself and do what he wants right um that being said for the most part captain america is a character who changes the world around him to fit the ideals mm-hmm. and we there's some characters like this harry potter's movie series kind of works that way harry potter kind of lives to certain ideals and like figures out ways to make the world around him adapt there's Mm -hmm. other movies though that that are based around this notion of most movies actually that's the classic storytelling line like a character figures out they have certain uh we call it needs and wants Mm -hmm. right so like the character wants something at the beginning of the movie uh like oh tony stark just wants to be more famous and powerful, whatever. And then he realizes he needs to have an impact on the world. He needs to make sure that his company is not doing evil. And that's why, you know, at the end of that, he becomes a superhero. Uh, The Captain America storyline throughout most, he doesn't really change between like, he actually knows what he is throughout and he figures out ways to make the world change around him. And I think that's, to me, this, this movie really emphasizes that because there's always this thing of like, Oh, is Captain America really has America in the name? he's got to be this like you know flag carrying guy for america and its institutions and uh, this movie really turns it
0: on its head right and that's and i think for many years of the character's existence certainly in the comics it probably would have been the former thing that you were talking about Mm -hmm. um but the last 20 years i think uh the character has been written a lot better yeah um i think there was a run that Tanahasi Coates had on Captain America recently too that was just tremendous. Um I think even better than Coates's run on Black Panther, which was also terrific. Yeah. Um but yeah, so, uh, okay. yes, so Okay. The scene. The we, scene we made mention of it. Yes, the elevator scene. So, uh this was probably the most famous scene in the MCU prior to probably prior to all the heroes coming back at the end of Endgame. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't think, you know... Heavily memed.
1: Sort of... <laughs> if we, we go by the, the quantity of memes made...
0: Yeah. Is this is, is certainly playing. up there. It's still up there. People make yeah. it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, Captain America is in S.H.I.E.L.D. He's just met with Alexander Pierce, and he's going downstairs, or upstairs, I don't know what he's doing, at the Triskelion. And uh, he's in an elevator, and... A bunch of uh, SHIELD agents just keep getting on the elevator, some of them in suits, some of them in tactical gear, uh, most of them kind of very nervous and kind of sweaty. Uh, <laughs> and he kind of sees that and it's like, OK, these guys are going to try to make a move on me. Yeah, He realizes yeah. it. But there's like 12 dudes in the elevator. And there's this fight scene. It's great. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's it's iconic. Uh, yeah. It's reflected again. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, it's it's one of the best fight scenes, probably in the whole MCU, right? I think it's the best fight scene in all it the. It might be the best. Yeah, it's pretty easy to put put there. This scene is is great. Uh, it's parodied in the TV show community, which again mm-hmm. the Russo brothers are connected with. So mm-hmm. yet again we go back to their origins. Uh, oddly enough, this scene in the comics comes from not this run but from Civil War. Mm-hmm. Again, with shield agents, but like from shield agents that are actually Hydro, plus a bunch of like uh, scrolls and sure stuff. Because
0: because comics. Because comics. Um, Yeah, Uh, the crazy thing about this, so so he fights these guys. They there's 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 about twelve guys. He knocks them all out, Mm -hmm. Um, and then jumps, breaks the glass in the elevator uses his shield to mm-hmm. you know fall nine stories out of this uh, thing and live. Right. The, sh- the scene ends with him on a motorcycle <laughs> that's fighting right. a quinjet.
1: That's right. That's, that's
0: that, and I, I, and I, kicking its ass.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And yeah. uh, I love again how they keep the physics down to earth. This this could have been an a mission impossible scene. Yeah. You know, minus the shield,
0: which is sure. So he throws the shield and it, it hits the engine of the the Quinjet, so the Quinjet's disabled. I mean, he does some nice little acrobatics where he kind of you know jumps off the motorcycle, gets his shield back because he's got to get his shield back. You can't because Captain that. America's shield is a little bit like Indiana Jones's hat; it always right. sort of ends up back with him. <laughs> yeah, and then he you know, and then he's able to just kind of walk away from that. But that's just, uh, it's great. Yeah. Um, the next best scene, and this is, you know, the, the highway fight scene where, mm. um, you know, Bucky throws the dude, unceremoniously killing that guy. Yeah. He had been in a couple of movies and, you know, had a couple scenes and, you know, everything. I can't even remember his name now, but uh, he, he's the, the guy that had turned and, and told them all the information that they needed about Project Insight. Yep. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, dude. Uh, and, and, and Bucky just reaches in with his metal arm And just throws him into oncoming traffic It's very yeah, Very yeah. Uh, poor guy um, But then that's actually the best sort of uh, Action scene with with Scarlett Johansson Because she fights right. Bucky Before Captain America gets over there um, This is one of those Scenes where the bad guys with guns Just need to shoot Captain America In the legs huh. That would work the shield only covers so much, you know. Yeah. It's a little bit like, you know, we need to shoot Batman in the head. <laughs> <when we're laughs> no, no, Batman. no, no. No one's ever
1: shot.
0: I know. No one ever shoots Batman in the head. Shoot him where he's got his protection on his torso. And similarly, you know, if they shot Captain America in the leg, you know, they could keep him from running at him. Certainly he's not if they shoot him in the leg, at least he's not going to be able to, you know, I may not kill him, but he's at least he's not going to, you know. Come over and pummel me.
1: Well, don't tell this to any bad guys. That would ruin a lot of great comic line stories.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the elevator scene is great. Then the the highway scene is terrific. Um, and then third best is you know obviously you know there's there's like three helicarriers up in the sky and they they crash them all. That's pretty good.
1: We got to talk about helicarriers. Now is the okay. time. Okay. Okay. Helicarriers. They bring them up, but we see it in Avengers the first time. You know the operation for America's most secretive uh, organization. It's supposed to be one of the safest places on Earth. Yeah,
0: they go down so Every easily. Time. All you have to do is just knock out like one engine, and it's done.
1: Maybe they're not so safe.
0: <laughs> hey guys, can we stay in a building today? <laughs> I mean. It had the technology to like, like the cloaking device thing where you don't see it. Sure. Couldn't you have just done that with a building? Uh,
1: yeah, building out in you know Wyoming. No one's gonna look there. The safest possible place you could be, rather than this flying thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone
1: sees it. Yeah, comes out out of DC. Hey, big metro area. I've seen mm-hmm. Washington Wizards games. They're often full. Sometimes. Uh,
0: <laughs> my my point is. This is not the way to be stealth. Yeah, no. Um, and to that point, like, have they ever needed it to be continually moving? Like no. Why do, you need, why do you need to be moving? Because they have like jets and stuff like that that take off from there. Yeah. You could. You could do. You know what you could do, where you could have jets and stuff hmm. at an airport. <laughs> they I'm have kidding. them all over. They have them all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, there's military bases all over the world. Yeah, you don't need to have those military bases moving you have vehicles for that you yeah. don't need to combine your base and your vehicle into one thing also the fuel consumption mm. of things must be ridiculous
1: not environmentally safe
0: no I, I bet I can guarantee you the MCU has far worse climate change problems than the regular Earth
1: Mm. And we've oh, got huge yeah.
0: climate change problems.
1: You think one helicarrier is about the same equivalent of one of those ape uh, NFTs,
0: <laughs> or it's like it's like it's probably one helicarrier is probably like having another Beijing. Oh, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So those three, those are terrible.
0: Yeah, it's like all of a sudden we got we've got another Beijing another New York City and another Los Angeles. It's just like what are we doing here?
1: That's the real sin of Hydra here with those three helicarriers.
0: Yeah, it's climate change. Yeah. Now, you can know those of you that are thinking about this because I just did out there in the audience and they're like, "Oh, but they've used Stark's technology to make it all whatever." It's like, "No, no, no. Stark used that technology for himself." He totally did. He didn't he didn't share that with the
1: world yet. We already saw that the Stark Tower. He talks about it. Oh, it's, yeah. I'm the leader in, you know, green energy, whatever. It's like you got yeah. to come to me.
0: Yeah, it's like he didn't share that with the world yet.
1: Yeah, uh, more of Tony Stark's sins.
0: Yeah, guy should be in prison. Well, he's dead. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Um, so yeah, that's the the end. Yeah, this. this is my favorite of the MCU movies.
1: This is a great movie. Highly rewatchable. Does not surprise me. It could be a lot of people's favorite MCU movies.
0: And again, we're just flipping coins at this point. We're not. These are not like the movie we're doing next week is not like like so definitively better than this that we're like oh clearly.
1: Yeah, Uh, I'll talk about why I have to rank that one higher when we get to it. But yeah, this this was great to rewatch. Yeah, I love rewatch. I can watch it anytime. Sure, Uh,
0: I could watch it tonight. I might. Yeah,
1: I might. I actually am thinking about going back to watch the. Elevator fight again. Anyhow, yeah. this is clearly my wife's favorite movie. Okay, my wife is cheering. You know my wife very well. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, like some of that. There's, that there's uh, lots that... of
0: guys in tight, tight t-shirts. That well, I
1: there's get. that. There's the the fight on the highway. There's like there was an audible
0: woo. <laughs> <made>. <laughs>
1: my wife, my wife does not like superhero movies, but this this movie like. 100%. I think it's because
0: it's of the of the MCU movies. It might be the least superhero-ish superhero-ish. You know, it's 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 very yeah. real. It's it's like this could have been Ethan Hunt.
1: Yeah, my wife loves spy movies, so this movie, start to end, like from mm-hmm. moment zero all the way to the the finish, was like totally into it. Yeah, yeah, which is as so, good of an endorsement as I can possibly yeah. give to an MCU. So guys,
0: in our definitive rankings, yes, we've only got two more movies left. That's how high this movie is. Yeah, so that's how high this is three. Now. Yeah both of the next movies that we're doing are are great. Um, And uh, so we'll be talking about one next week. So, but uh, until then. Until then. Thank you, Michael.
1: Thank you, Shane.